Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life. If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to serving you. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Between Two White Coats today. Um, we have a special guest, Dr. Kevin Stadelbauer, who is a doctorate of physical therapy. And we are going to be talking about a topic that uh, Amber and I are very passionate about, and it's healthy aging and healthy exercise for aging. And when we say aging, we are talking about whether you are 20 becoming 30, whether you are say us. We're talking 50 about ourselves, becoming Shelley. 60. <laughs> Absolutely. If you are 50 and telling everyone you're 21 like me, what <laughs> is it that we need to do to get to to move forward? without creating loss of function, um, new medical conditions, and different uh, situations that you don't want to have. So thank you, Kevin, for joining us and for uh, shedding some light on why it's important that we move and are active as we age. So please take us through what's naturally happening um, throughout the course of aging to our muscles and our musculoskeletal system. Absolutely, yeah. So <clears throat> it's been well, well, well researched that uh, by the time you're 20 all the way till you're 60, um, what you have is what you have. Uh, and, and what I mean by what you have is your muscles, your strength, your ability to uh, enjoy your life. And at 60, it's a stark decline in your um, muscle mass. And it's a, a term called sarcopenia. And uh, there's just a steady decline in uh, your body's ability to support its day-to-day activities. So things get harder. Getting uh, around, um, walking, uh, balance even becomes incorporated into that because you have less muscle to support you in your, your day-to-day activities. And so you become less balanced. You become... Uh, potentially more short of breath because you're, you're um, not able to go as further as you once were. Um, harder to get on and off the toilet or in and out of a car or up and down stairs. Um, so that's just a natural progression of aging that, well, really everyone hates. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't really matter if you um, are in great health otherwise. Maybe you don't take any prescriptions. Maybe you don't have any chronic diseases. This is a true story for everyone. You will lose muscle mass over time. Um, and I, in this kind of 20 to 60 age span, you're not seeing a lot of loss. You can put a little bit more into the bank by staying active and staying healthy. Um, if you have in that time not been exercising, you're moving into your 60s and 70s where the loss increases with less in the bank. Right. And that's going to create even bigger issues. Um, so the, the normal um, sequence of events is you're going to lose muscle, you're going to lose strength, and you're going to lose balance. 
Um, and is that just how it goes? And we're all going to be 80 and on a walker um, and falling down. So no, absolutely not. Uh, the, the, that's the importance of regular exercise, strenuous exercise. And you would uh, uh, more specifically want to focus on um, the physical activity guidelines of two times a week of strength training um, your entire body. Would and you define that? Like, I know what you mean by strength training, but for the listener that may not know that's listening, what, what would you or what is the definition of strength training? Sure. Uh, so it's a good question, and I think it's relative to the person in front of me or, or you know, am I talking to someone who's bed-bound? Uh, strength training for them would be, yeah, let's get you to be able to sit up on the side of the bed. So rolling is going to be one of the things that's going to be a strength training for them. But for the normal population, strength training would be uh, moving your, your body through its full range of motion, uh, typically against some sort of resistance that causes you some sort of discomfort, not pain. Um, some people think that, that exercise is, is pain, and our bodies may think that, and, and we register that this is something hard, uh, but it should be hard, it shouldn't be easy. And so there's different ways that we want to track intensity of an exercise. Um, so uh, one way is on a zero to 10 scale, Zero meaning I can do this all day long, and ten, I can't do another one. We want to be anywhere from five to seven as far as difficulty. And so that's a, a really good tip for those who are trying to engage in um, exercise and they're maybe at the gym for the first time and they're wanting to do strength training. Well, maybe they're doing th 30 repetitions of some, some you know, bicep curl and they're like, I'm bored, right? Well, that's because you're somewhat wasting your time. I don't think you are wasting your time. There is benefit to any type of movement. But you do want to uh, make it strenuous enough that you allow the adaptation of, of strength to occur. So if you were trying to up your weight, um, and, um, and I like you say strength training, first if I were to just step back, I think a lot of times, especially women, will try to uh, have maybe been misinformed over time to think strength training is not something they want to do because they're not trying to bulk up. Sure. Um, and, uh, and what we're really saying in strength training is you're trying to maintain muscle and build muscle so that you are strong. Um, so bulking up is not necessarily going to happen from this unless you're really in a bulking up type program. Yes, uh, very, very, very difficult um, just because of the hormonal differences between male and female. Uh, but yes, to, to answer your question, you want to be strong uh, for the mere fact of, yeah, when you age, you're going to lose. And so uh, the activities that you enjoyed as a 20-year-old, maybe playing basketball, I mean, truthfully, if you really wanted to, as an 80-year-old, you could. But there's going to be a lot of effort between 20 and 80 that you're going to have to employ on a daily daily, uh, regular basis at least, to ensure that that's possible. Um, if someone's trying to get stronger, they're working different muscle groups and, um, and trying to use weights, um, how do they know what is a weight that is too light and how do they know what is a weight that is too heavy? Yeah, good question. So referring that scale again, um, on a scale of 0 to 10, you would want to, uh, and, and that's difficult, I think it takes time for you to understand, oh, um, I'm doing 
let's say you go in with a plan, and that's probably a really important thing, is that you do want to go in with a relative plan. Okay, I'm going to do three sets of 10 of upper body movements. I'm going to do about six different movements. And once you learn these movements, and of course you would want that as a part of your plan, um, you go in and you try three sets of 10. And if you're at the 10th rep and you're like, that's easy. Well, you have another set to engage again and make sure, hey, I'm gonna make this a little bit harder. I'm gonna put some more weight or, or pull the pin and you know make this machine a little bit uh, heavier for me. So I, again, it's, it's a lot of trial and error, but it is consistency over time that you start to see Oh, yeah, I, I can do this. I, and I, I like the idea of starting lighter. And if you get to 10 and it doesn't feel like right. you were, you know, you were on a two of the one to 10 difficulty level, um, then you can make it stronger. Sure. I think sometimes people haven't exercised in years. They remember their football playing days. Yeah. And then they go in and they make it really heavy. And then they throw their back out or something. Absolutely. And so you can always just really be asking yourself. And, and maybe you exercise with light weights and the next day you're really not sore at all. You, you don't feel like you were pushed. You're not very tired after the entire exercise program. Then you know to up it the next day. Right. Um, but I like the idea of kind of starting a little bit lower and working your way up. And you can do that even within the reps. Absolutely. And there's a couple of things you mentioned about our brain will tell us that we're tired or that it hurts because it does. But our bodies can do so much more than what our brain sometimes will like tell us that we can. So not to be in pain, but you should be challenged. And then you mentioned about rolling. So taking someone, no matter where they are in their stage, is everyone can do something or most everyone can do something. So kind of just starting where you, where you are and then working up, like doing, we have some patients that have done chair yoga, um, mm -hmm. you know, doing lifting weights in a chair and that's all they could do, but now they're able to do more. And so kind of taking an individualized approach, getting some input from your primary care or um, a, f a physical therapist or a personal trainer to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I wanna be. Now let me get the steps in between. And we're trying to get you to do this kind of strength building twice a week as a minimum, because we want to continue to build that muscle because without that, you are naturally losing that muscle. Correct. Um, we have cardiovascular exercise and all these others, going for walks, going for jogs, riding your bike, all important things. But it is necessary that you add some building your your muscles to that. And these, you know, repeated reps, potentially with weights, depending on where you're starting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to uh, leave out the component of the five times a week of 30 minutes of cardiorespiratory um, exercise because that's obviously vital. It's five times to two, right? Um, so, and, and you can't deny all the research that has been dumped in over years of years of looking at this that um, it is so important to do the um, cardiorespiratory side of things and making that strenuous enough, right? A lot of the times people just hear, oh, 30 minutes every day. Oh, but it's got to be a moderate intensity. And so, yeah, you want a similar scale for uh, aerobic training or, or um, the walking, the running, the swimming, the biking. Um, you want to be at that five to seven, right? And you want to be able to uh, sustain it for the 30 minutes. And sometimes, and there's really good research <clears throat> where it's 10 minute bouts, or you could do higher intensity and do it for less time. So if you're crunched on time, Boom, get it, get it knocked out. But yes, <clears throat> the, the importance of, of strength training is, is crucial um, 
for longevity, for independence, right? Um, because if you need someone to get you up out of the chair, that you're no longer independent. If you need someone to help you roll out of the bed, you're no longer independent. If you can't walk from point A to point B without an assistive device, well, you can be an independent and that's great. But if you want to, and you're, you're driven enough, you have a goal in mind, maybe you want to lose the walker. Um, I think at those times it's very important to employ some sort of, of uh, professional advice though because um, you, you run the risk of, of having some sort of injury if you just try on your own. But um, with any exercise there is risk. And uh, I think in speaking to your primary care and I, a few physical therapy visits to get a structured exercise program that's safe for you, um, is a great way to start with uh, if you're um, trying to lose the walk or doing some other things. Um, but you absolutely can progress into doing those things. Um, you mentioned earlier about loss of balance as we age, and we certainly see the increased risk of falling with uh, age um, and uh, inability to really have those reflexes to catch yourself so the falls are a little bit more profound and often result in greater injury. Um, is that just a necessary part of aging that we're just going to lose our balance and have more falls, or is are there different things we can attempt to do to negate that? Sure. I, I think... Uh, their falls are multifactorial, of course. However, um, if we're, we're relating a fall to uh, weakness or, or, like I said earlier, sarcopenia, um, then your best thing to do is to exercise, to strength train. And, and it should be a very important part of your life because, um, because of that balance and the, the, the muscle and the balance, they play such an intimate role with each other that once you lose one, the other is going to slowly um, fall behind as well. Um, so the balance, these, these exercises are made to increase the, the strength and then hopefully you incorporate some sort of balance. The recommendations for older adults is to incorporate balance training. Um, you can do that with the strength training as well, but if, if you can't, in other words, let's say you're doing a machine and you're um, only exercising on that machine, there's not a whole lot of balance going on there because it, everything's fixed. So um, it is recommended for, for the older adults to start incorporating twice a week of balance training because there are different things at play there that uh, need to be exercised that need repetition. They need, okay, I'm gonna stand on one leg. I'm gonna do it at the sink so that I know that I'm safe and I'm gonna work on my ability to keep my uh, center of gravity relatively stable. And so there, there's um, important things that people can be doing in addition to the strength training. And I think a lot of people are unaware of balance therapies. Um, is there a specific age that you would think people might, you know, do we wait until we sort of feel off balance to start doing some of these exercises? Or is there a certain age that am I do, supposed to be doing some of these things now? <laughs> what do you need what to be would standing be, at the sink, right. balancing? What yeah. would be the recommendations for people? Because, yeah, I'd love 
to never have to get there to lose the balance before you have to get it back. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. So um, like we're discussing, it is somewhat inevitable that your balance will progressively get worse. Um, however, let's say we're in a, a period of balance isn't an issue. You would want to incorporate strength training that involves balance. In other words, a bodyweight squat, a resistant bodyweight squat, or a lunge where you're going off on one foot and, and grabbing your body weight with your other foot and then coming back. There's multiple ways in which you can start achieving uh, good balance and challenging your balance, right? You want to challenge your balance prior to your balance having issues. Now, if you're in a place where balance is an issue, and I, I would say that it begins Right I feel like that. if I do a lunge, I'm falling half the time. You know, like I'm like squeeze, like trying to, because lunges aren't easy. When you say They're that, not. I was like, well, then I'm it definitely going to have is, balance. It is testing issues. your balance. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that it's uh, causative, right? Yeah. I'm not saying because you can't yeah. lunge, you're going to have balance yeah. problems. However, it's a good test for you. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not testing myself in the ways that I probably should at this age. Yeah. And if I'm not testing myself, yeah, it can. Uh, correlate with potential problems in the future, uh, but I can't. I can't no, speak. I'm just yeah, messing, but I'm like, I'm gonna be lunging around the office. Don't you worry. Just be clumsy. And so, at what age do you think people might want to focus more on um, on on their balance in general, or where they might be, start losing balance? Now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always, yeah no. Every I mean, age. honestly. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about increased fall risk, right at 60 is just where the research tends to um, play an important role on falls. And, and we're talking, man, these, these are people that potentially did not sustain that regular physical activity recommendation. Yeah. And so now we're seeing falls become even earlier. And, and that's problematic too. We don't want to see our 50-year-olds or our 40-year-olds yeah. falling. Um, now, there are a slew of reasons why that may be outside of them not adhering to physical activity guidelines. However, if, if we can start the ball rolling now, the sooner the better. Yeah, I love what you're saying too because simple yoga or tai chi or you know, some sort of a class, whether you're doing it by watching YouTube or doing it at a group fitness facility, um, it really test your balance. It's yeah. and and when you don't use things, you lose them. The balance centers of your brain. If you're not working to test your balance, people retire. They get in their armchairs. They're not even walking across the room as much to test your balance. And so your brain just isn't as good at that. Your proprioception, your muscle, it all is just thinking. Well, we don't we don't really have to do this much. Right. And then it gets to the point to where you're using a walker and you're falling and. And so just staying active in simple things, doing a lunge, um, maybe not ever, I know, right? uh, doing a squat, you know, all the, all the different things that really make your brain say, oh yeah, we've got to, we've got to hold ourselves in a certain way to do this. Right. This body is your tool and, and I'm going to keep it in equilibrium. Right. Um, so uh, let's talk about some of older people and and how uh, it is it is my goal to be like 90 or 100 and living my best life independently, um, able to get around. Uh, and so uh, we've talked about doing strength training now, uh, making sure I'm doing things that sort of challenge my balance in different ways, um, staying active in that. Um, 
for our older patients who are getting restarted, we've talked about getting into a smart restart where maybe you consult uh, um, your physician or physical therapist. Um, but overall, general advice, other things that we just really want to be tapping into so that we're aging healthy to not lose that muscle and stay independent and active. So yeah, I would say the other health points that you would want to um, keep up is you know sleeping uh, appropriately. Um, and I'm not sure if this is kind of the, the realm that you want me to go, but um, yeah, there's just vital importance to exercise. Um, of course, I'm biased. I'm a physical therapist, right? That's my prescription. Um, and my prescription is to move. And, uh, but yeah, eating, eating right and, and hitting all the points that, um, you know, having good relationships with others and, and staying engaged in the community, those are all reasons why we want to be moving. Those are all reasons why we want to um, enjoy life. And, and things become somewhat problematic in, in people's lives when they start losing that. And so I, I would say I encourage people to, to be involved, to uh, find ways to stay active, um, not only with exercise, but with, with others, with, with in, employing good relationships and healthy relationships and keeping your stress low and, and sleeping adequately. And there's just so much good uh, that comes from that, that as you do those things, or, or even let's say, you do none of those things and you want to start with exercise, man, what a great place to start because there's just so much good, valuable research that as you start and stay consistent, you actually get this really cool effect of, yeah, I'm stronger. Wow. I can get out of the chair without um, my grandson or granddaughter, you know, heaving me up, you know, that it's, and the cool thing about it is, is you can start at any time. Yeah. You know, if you've stopped, you know, give yourself grace and, and, and understand we all have, you know, life happens. Um, but if you start now, you get those effects the same as if a 20 year old started now um, or, or a 20 year old who's staying active, the effects are the same. And, and that's pretty cool where the research has really found if you're 90, get after it. You can do it and, and you will uh, be able to uh, enjoy the the fruits of that, uh, but it is important to to be gradual in your efforts. Just like you said earlier, um, I was a football player and and now I'm going to do 300 pounds squat because I could do that back then. Yeah, that's not really how the body works. I mean, you could. I mean, humans are wonderfully ad adaptable and 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 can respond to different stresses and they're resilient and that's that's the beauty of being human. And I think we forget that. But it is also important that we, we move forward with the parameters of uh, slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the bad news is our bodies change over time. The good news is we can have a, a profound impact on that change. Yes. And I, I really appreciate the information that you're giving us um, that... Uh, Amber and I say frequently, and I say it to all of my I, um, geriatric patients, uh, if you want to stay independent and you want to continue to have quality, you got to move. Yes. you got to move. If you Absolutely. do only one thing, make sure you're moving. Yes. Um, and, and we have this spiral of when we can't move as well, we do fewer things, which make us move less. But 
you can you can get into that and change it at any point and just start moving a little bit more and then you can do more and then you will move more um, so you you are absolutely in control of being able to get some of that movement back in so many different scenarios and I think that's the good news is that we have control of being able to get our activity back and that there are people who put those walkers and canes aside when they get into the right exercise activities. Um, and so we empower you to move and to move safely. And if you are concerned about what that looks like, to get your healthcare team involved in getting you moving. Um, but I, I love Kevin's uh, said that uh, activity is a vital sign. You know, all the other, your blood pressure, your pain level, all these other things have a lot to do with your movement. So we're here today to encourage you to move whatever that looks like for you. Get moving, do some uh, strength building, um, and you will be super impressed at what good comes of that. Thank you so much for joining us. We like to end you on a good note. So here's today's Tell Me Something Good. Paying it forward. We have a, a staff member who remind us of this, Anel, when she was waiting in line to buy her coffee and talking to her boyfriend, he Venmoed and paid for her coffee for her. We can pay it forward for loved ones, for friends, for strangers, but something good is definitely kindness and paying it forward. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, take care of yourself.